Hi, welcome to the 13th Warehouse. I'm Vicki. And I'm Ken. And I've planned the perfect party. Well, that's what I'm worried about. I happen to have a great surprise lined up. Please tell me it's not a clown. This is Doug with the episode credits for Season 4, Episode 16, Runaway. Guest cast, Charlie Weber as Liam. Vladimir John Kubert as Joe Barton. Landis Norris as Kyle Barton. And Cherie Curry as herself. Created by Brent Moat and Jane Espenson. Written by Ian D. Maddox, Marques Franklin Williams, Michael Jones Morales, and John Paul Nickel. Directed by Matthew Hastings. Original air date, June 10th, 2013. Plus, I have a very, very special, special surprise guest. Tell me it's not a clown. Let, let's just get one thing straight. Clowns happen to serve a very important psychological and socio-religious function in society since 2400 BC. And now, the episode quick cap. Season 5, Episode 16, Runaway. It's Claudia's 21st birthday and Artie's planning a party. While searching for rock and roll artifacts for the party, Artie comes in contact with Beethoven's clock, which begins to play all of his symphonies in Artie's head to the point where he cannot hear anything or anyone around him. The clock is missing a bust, so Claudia and Artie head to Boston to find the bust before Artie goes completely deaf. Pete, Mike, and Steve head off to Arkansas to investigate a prison break where lava was used as a means of escape. A U.S. Marshal joins their investigation, and to Steve's dismay, the Marshal turns out to be his ex, Liam. Joe Barton, a former gang member, tricks inmate Rick Davis into taking him on the escape instead of one of his gang member friends, with the promise of money he had hidden. Unbeknownst to Davis, Barton's reason for escaping is not the money, but to steal the Pompeii Amphora and use it to stop his son from joining the same gang he joined. Pete, Micah, Steve, and Liam arrive to find him confronting the gang and his son, but they are too late to stop him from using the jug. When he is shot by one of the gang members, he drops the jug and the parking garage begins to fill with lava. Pete and Micah are able to make it to the jug, close it, and bag it before any one of them is injured or killed. Artie and Claudia arrive in Boston to find the bust had been sold. The purchaser had died recently, leaving the bust to her nephew. The nephew, thinking it may be worth money, tries to escape with the bust, only to be thwarted by both Claudia and Artie. They bag the bust, which brings back Artie's hearing. Steve and Liam talk and are able to get some closure on their relationship. Artie's surprise was not a clown as everyone feared, but Sherry Curry from The Runaways. Happy birthday, Claudia. show you how I can be hip enough to hang town on the web, yet adult enough to not need a clown. Hi, we're back with Season 4, Episode 16, Runaway. Artifacts of the Week, the Pompeii Amphora. The bottle is called uh, an Amphora, and it belonged to a merchant from Pompeii who survived Vesuvius. You're not listening to a word that I'm saying, are you? After surviving the destruction of Pompeii, the Amphora was possessed with the destructive force of a volcanic eruption. Pompeii, uh, an entire city destroyed at once. Pretty powerful, right? Fear, sadness, loss, all those emotions flying around. Sounds like artifacty circumstances. Opening the Amphora lid pours out molten lava that can melt through anything it touches. And Ludwig van Beethoven's clock causes anyone who disturbs it to have all of Beethoven's famous symphonies play in their head in order, drowning out all other sound. When they are finished playing, the affected will go deaf until it is neutralized. It is bifurcated as it cannot be neutralized without the bust that should sit atop it. 
Links to warehouse wiki artifact descriptions can be found on our website. 1979, here Emmett Kelly died. Famous clown. So what did you think about this episode? Um, I liked it and it brought back memories. I liked it too. What memories? That I seen some of it before. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah, I remembered a lot of it. I forgot about Claudia's birthday and the party and stuff like that. Even about um, Artie with losing his hearing and the Beethoven mess. But I remember it came back to me when the, the grandson or the son, when they were in the boxes and they were looking for the artifacts. The guy trying to run off with what he, you know, with the item. Yeah. And then as soon as he fell on the floor, I go, oh, yeah. Yeah. I said, yeah, a little creep. Yeah, she she called him Bluto. <laughs> yeah. And then the other part was, and I kept on saying, wait a minute. Was that his boyfriend? I said, yeah, that's right. That was his old boyfriend. Right. But the rest of it didn't come back. The, about the lava, none of that. I just remembered the guy falling on the floor and the boyfriend. That's it. Yeah, I remembered the boyfriend, and I remember Claudia's birthday, although I don't know that I remembered they were in the same episode. But I remembered the lava in the ramparage, but I didn't remember the prison break and all that. Yeah, as soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, I forgot about Steve's ex-boyfriend. He's, he's with us. That's um, Jersey. Jersey? Marshall. Wow. Dude, long time. What's the ATF doing here? working with the Secret Service to track an incendiary device. What the hell kind of incendiary device makes molten lava? Well, that's what we're here to figure out. Listen, we've got this under control. I'm sure we've got other places to be, so we will call you if a prisoner shows up missing. Like we said, it's Claudia's 21st birthday, and Artie's insisting on throwing her a party. And everyone seems to be worried that Artie's going to throw a lame party meant for a child instead of the adult that Claudia is. He surprised her. It was nice. He did. They think Artie still thinks of Claudia as a child. You know, much like a parent who doesn't want to accept that their child is growing up. And he kind of does, but he surprised everybody. Yeah, he did. Yeah. But I do have a question. When Steve got out the car, was that supposed to be her gift? Oh, you're right. That's why. I couldn't figure out why he was saying that's a better color. Then he had a box. And I'm figuring it's a key in the box. Yes. But she never got a chance to open it. Okay, now I get it. I didn't get that at all. First, I was confused why he gets to pull up in front and nobody else does. Then he's buffing it and saying, that's a better color. And I'm like, a better color from what? I'm thinking of got his car painted. I don't know. But that makes perfect sense. When somebody gives you a little box, it's either a ring or his car keys. That's in my head. Yeah, I think we were supposed to figure that out, but I didn't. Thankfully, you did because I had no idea. Yeah, okay, so I was just like, oh, was that supposed to be her gift? Because it just left you kind of hanging. I, I think we were just supposed to figure that out for ourselves. <laughs> well, I thought she would go crazy like she did the singer. But seeing the car, especially when you're 21 years old and somebody's getting you a car. Right. Wouldn't you want to see that person jump up and down and hug you? Yeah, I guess they can't show us every single thing because the show would be two hours long. But yeah. I think the major thing was that Artie did not get a clown. My ankle's killing me. Well, Claudia, you know what'll make you feel really good right now? Is a clown. I did know he wasn't going to get a clown. I just couldn't remember who the special guest was. I was kind of thinking it was her brother. I thought so, too. Yeah. I really did, too. I thought so, too. And then I wondered if he planned to have the party at the bar all along, or they just compromised and had the party at the bar. I want to say that he had to have it at the bar because that was her gift. And he was probably setting her up, but he knew it was originally going to be at the bar. Yeah. 
Well, they had to because that's who that was his gift. Was I can't remember her name. I just remember the song Cherry Bomb. Yeah, Cherie Curry. Right. So he had to bring her there to sing. That was her, you know, her gift. Yeah. May I ask you to direct your attention to the stage? Please, just no clown. I can't believe I'm saying this out loud, but ladies and gents, please welcome the runaway Cherie Curry. But I mean, he did a good job and I felt bad for him that everybody through the whole episode accused him of getting a clown Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) and accused him of not realizing that Claudia is an adult and, you know, he proved him all wrong. Yes. Even she was happy. (laughs) Artie gets hit with that ball over and over again when he's looking for artifacts for Claudia's party, which puts him in contact with Beethoven's clock and uh, Beethoven's symphonies play in his head. And the way I understood it was that they play in order, and then when it gets to the last one, and I can't remember what number it was, the one be- either before Beethoven went deaf or the first one he did after he went deaf. The before he went deaf. Yeah. I mean, it was the last one before he went deaf. I think that's what he said, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how Artie knew he was going to go deaf. Yes. Eventually. But Artie and Claudia were hilarious again. Because he couldn't hear. <laughs> and, you know, she was making all these jokes. And, you know, he blamed her for letting him open the door when she was going to shut the alarm. You know, they were just funny. Yeah. They were just funny. And it's a good thing he didn't sit it out because he's the one who ended up getting uh, Bluto. Yeah. Whatever his name, whatever his real name was. And then Pete, Mike, and Steve go to Arkansas to solve the lava prison break. And they meet Liam, who is a U.S. Marshal. So there's a U.S. Marshal here now. I'm sure he'll be telling his guys to search every gas station, residence, warehouse, outhouse, doghouse. We've got hen house. Ah, nice catch, Marshal. I watch it at least once a year. <laughs> uh, Mike's, this is uh, Liam Napier, U.S. Marshal. Micah Baring, Secret Service. Oh, and I meant, to, I meant to look up that. You know how Pete was doing that whole speech? Mm-hmm. The U.S. Marshal's here, so we're going to have to check the, all the houses, the outhouses. And and Liam comes up and says the hen houses. Uh, Pete says, oh, that's good. And he says, I watched that at least once a year. So it must have been a movie, and I meant to look it up before we started recording, and I forgot. Oh. If I find it, I'll put it on our website. Okay. Liam turns out to be Steve's ex, and Steve is totally uncomfortable. But Pete just loves this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll order a full sweep and get a head count of all the inmates. Get them going on that hen house thing. I love that guy. Okay, we're going to go toss Barton in Davis's cells far away from Mr. Hunky X. But he's not that hunky. He's hunky. Okay? He's me. I knew I was your type. Can this get any worse? The escapees have Pompey's amphora that creates lava. Rick Davis is a member of a gang called the Third Street Turks. And the other guy, Joe Barton, is a former member. So they were kind of confused about why they took a for- why this guy broke out with a former member instead of the guy he was supposed to break out with. Right. But then they realized that Barton had money hidden in and he probably promised this guy money, although that wasn't his reason for breaking out. His reason was because he found out his son was joined this gang. 
and he didn't want his son to join this gang. We're going to pause right here for a quick break. We'll be right back. Hey, Dud Gramley here from Yeah, That Can't Be Good. If you're a fan of Warehouse 13, it is very likely you're also a fan of Eureka. And if you aren't, you should be. Please join Kim, Vicky, Skip, and myself over at Yeah, That Can't Be Good for an episode-by-episode podcast of all things Eureka. You can listen at EurekaRewatch.com on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. But it's funny because it doesn't take Michael long to figure out that Liam is Steve's ex. She figures it out, like, almost right away. Pete should stick with him. Dude, what is wrong with you? Is there something about that guy you don't like? No, 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 no. It's just that he's, you know, and, and, and you know, we don't really... Oh, my God, he's your ex? He is? He is. Yeah, he is. I don't think that that's relevant. Dude, why didn't you say so? Because being stuck on a case with a guy that dumped me is not a dream assignment. In fact, I think I've had this exact nightmare before. Okay, wait a minute. He dumped you? Why would anyone do that? I mean, look at you. Looks, brains, good taste, a deep knowledge of guns and blowing things up. What's not to love? Do you need us to hate him? Because we can hate him. No, 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 no. But she has such good intuition about things like that. But then when she's trying to talk Steve up to Liam about (laughs) how much he's dating and we call him Social Steve. Like, what kind of name is that? (laughs) (laughs) Hi. Dumped him. My bad. It's a big mistake. It's huge for you. It's great for Steve. He does that a lot, you know. A lot, a lot, a lot of dating. Oh yeah, we call him Social Steve. Steve Jinx, right? Well, I guess you never really knew Steve. Guess not. And and the thing is, though, and he knows better than that. Yeah. That's a ticket. Yeah. He knows. And you find, you know, along the episode of why they did break up. Yeah. Well, and when you think about it, and I never really did think about it, it's got to be next to impossible for Steve to have a relationship when he knows when someone's lying. Right. Because, I mean, everyone tells little white lies almost every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody does. Just, like, to not hurt somebody's feelings. Like, do I look fat in this? Or, oh, I love your haircut or whatever. Yeah. So it's got to be impossible for Steve. And it's got to be even worse for the other person knowing that Steve can detect a lie. Because you don't always want to talk about what's on your mind. Right. If something's Mm -hmm. wrong and you say nothing because you just don't want to talk about it, that's a lie. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. so it's got to be really tough for him. Mm Mm-hmm. But... On the other hand, Steve is so uncomfortable with Liam being there that he's willing to let Liam go off by himself to look for the incendiary device. Right, until they had to talk to him about that. Right, and Micah has to bring up, you know, he can get killed. Like, it didn't occur to him. He just wanted him away from him, Mm -hmm. which is really not Steve-like at all. Right, because he wasn't thinking about the consequences that happened. Like I said earlier, I remember the whole lava incident in the ramp garage and all of them jumping from car to car. And it was kind of nice that Kyle, after first rejecting his father, wouldn't leave him when they were stuck on the ladder. Right, yeah. Yeah, because he could have just gone up. Look, I, I don't know, Kyle, but he, he, did, he did take a bullet for you, right? I mean, I, I think that rates a goodbye, don't you? Risking everything to put you on the right path. I think it's worth getting to know him, I mean, even if it's just on visiting days. Trust me, kid. I know about these things. Grab the chance while you still got him. When Pete was talking to him about this, you know, about having a relationship with his father, because, you know, he lost that. Right, right. 
Yeah, that was a good speech. Yes. He, he grew up there. Yeah, he can give some good speeches. Mm-hmm. When his head's in it, yeah. And then in the same way, Steve pretends that he has a way out of the ramp barrage so that Liam would leave and get out alive. Right. You know, Steve tells him, oh, I can get out this way. So Liam would leave because he wants to save his life and he doesn't have a way out. But Liam guesses exactly what the warehouse does. Yeah. Right on the nose. Mm-hmm. Here's a shot in the dark. You work for a secret organization that collects supernatural objects and locks them away to protect mankind. Why does everyone want to talk to me? Random notes. Some funny stuff and some other stuff. But first, the funny. Artie, you met me. I was a kid. I'm an adult now. <laughs> you know, age has nothing to do with adulthood. Look at Pete. Hey, babe. The East sees you rise above the walls around my heart. Surrounded, slumbering in the cellar at noon, away from the midnight moon. Mournful Monday, awake with thee. See, Steve, poetry sucks because it doesn't make any sense. We need to figure out the cipher. Uh, transposition. Move each letter to the next one in the alphabet. U-I-F-F-B-T. Sounds Klingon. Inside every box, some new piece of crap. My aunt collects a lot of crap. I'm trying to get her on that show. You know, the one people collect the crap. Hoarders? Yeah. They pay a lot. I like money. I'm no dummy. I got out. Next thing you know, tattoos covered in molten lava. Yeah. How the heck does Global that... warming. It was so funny when Steve punched the wall in the cell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was Pete. Didn't Pete do that? Oh, did I say Steve? Yeah, it was Pete. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Pete. Yeah, that was too funny because he was expecting a hole behind it, like Shawshank. Yeah, <laughs> and I love that movie. So do I. I can't tell you how many times I've seen it. Jinxie, what are you doing? Looking for a tunnel. Haven't you ever seen Shawshank? Bluto, the guy who tried to get away with the bust. Mm-hmm. He's wearing a shirt that says, no, you're an idiot. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's right. And I'm going, huh? Because people must call him an idiot all the time. So, But what kind of an idiot wears a shirt acknowledging the fact that people call you an idiot all the time? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking that. I'm going, you're not that bright. <laughs> <laughs> He wasn't. He really wasn't. I mean, seriously, he wasn't. But there was another thing, and I, and I don't know if we ever talked about this before, and it has nothing to do with warehouse except for it was a parking garage. While we were talking, I used the word ramparage twice. Mm-hmm. Did you know that's not a word? It's not? I used that word all of my life. Yeah, I thought that's what they are called, ramparage. Ramparage. Oh, I don't know what that is. I, I call it ramp garage. Oh, well, I always called it ramp garage. And, oh, and everybody okay. I knew called it ramp garage. And I used that word all of my life, never knowing it wasn't a word. But I used it once when I was talking to Doug. And he looked at me weird and said, you know, he's never heard of that word. So I was like, I used it all my life. I know people who've used it all their life. So I looked it up and I discovered that it's only a word in our hometown. Our hometown invented that word. Really? And we're the only ones who use it. I looked it up. There's a a blog post about it. 
And the word was made up after a particular parking structure was built, and I can't remember which. And and it's probably way back in the 70s or something it started. Okay. It had to be downtown. Yes, yes. I don't remember which one it was, but it, it was um, in the 70s, and it was downtown, yes. There's a blog post, I'll send it to you, that it'll tell you which one it was, because I don't remember. But I was like, oh my God, I've been using that all my life. And I remember posting it on Facebook when I found out that it wasn't a real word. It was just a word that people in our hometown use. When I posted it on Facebook, other people that lived in our town replied that they've always used that word too. Wow, I didn't know that. Hey, all right. (laughs) So there you go. We invented a word. We invented a word. And if you use it out of our hometown, everybody looks at you like you're nuts. That's one I used that somewhere else, but well, maybe ramp garage is a word. I don't know, but I know ramp garage isn't a word anywhere but where we grew up. (laughs) So I don't. I don't have any more notes. Do you have any more notes? Not Artie's always telling them stop using artifacts. I knew you were going to say that. Yes, and he uses one. Well, he used a lot of them. Yes. All of those posters and things were artifacts, which, again, leads me to the question that I always ask. If they're not dangerous and can be out in the world, why are they in the warehouse? But I think because if it falls underneath the wrong hands, it could do more harm than good. I guess. But yeah, at the um, bar, Claudia says, oh, the posters do look good in my room. So she's getting to keep them in her room. Oh, were the posters an artifact? I believe so. Or was it the light that made them look the way they did? Oh, maybe, maybe. Maybe I assume that the posters were artifacts, too. Was it Black Rat Hendrix? Well, it was Black Oh, Light. God, I forgot. Was it Jimi Hendrix, right? Um, Was it Jerry Garcia? Can't remember now if it was Jimi Hendrix or Jerry Garcia. It was around that era. I want to say it was the Black Light that did it. I didn't think of that. Yeah, maybe it was. Yeah. So I want to say the posters were fine. I want to say it was the Black Light, because that's what Artie took out of the warehouse. Yeah. The Black Light. I'm done. Yeah, I don't have anything else. I mean, I did like both parts of this episode. This was a good one. I liked both sides of it. Yeah, this one I really, really did enjoy watching, and it it was good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I liked it, too. All right, so we'll be back next week for episode 17. All right, see you next week. All right. Yeah, I remember when Amanda and I split up. Oh, that was tough stuff, man. I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is I can relate sure Amanda and I had a chance to put things to rest and now we have a a newer slightly weirder relationship maybe this is just a chance for you to make amends you really want to talk about this I know it doesn't sound like me does it well I've been getting in touch with my sensitive side I really like Liam Mikes you know I sure hope those two crazy kids can work it out (laughs) what do you think they're talking about huh Guns, manhunts, gladiator movies. Hey, this is Doug Gramley reminding you to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash the 13th Warehouse. On Twitter at Eureka Warehouse. On Instagram at Eureka underscore Warehouse. On our website at the13thwarehouse.com or on Podbean. The music for the 13th Warehouse, Reflections in the Mirror, provided by Esther Garcia under their standard license. See you next time in the 13th Warehouse. And now we're also available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.